Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Talk Podcast here on Podbean.com. And uh, we're trying something a little new this year. Uh, if you guys don't know already, I do a sports talk. In addition to uh, doing podcasting, I also do a live radio show on my college's uh, radio station, Newbury College Radio. I do that every Friday afternoon from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, it's kind of hard to be doing that and keeping track of school and keeping track of other things and then come on to a podcast. And for you guys that have uh, known for the podcast for a while, you'll know that I didn't do any episodes this summer. So there was a lot of stuff that I missed. And so unfortunately, I just can't make the time out of everything else that I'm doing to sit down and do another podcast um, and sit down and do another 40 minutes of show um, on top of radio and on top of doing a new YouTube venture and on top of doing school and all that. So it's just kind of tough to then, you know, do a whole nother uh, podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start recording my shows live on Fridays and I'm going to post them right here on podbean.com. This one comes from this past Friday. Talked about a lot of stuff. Talked about the uh, Patriots Bucks game, which, uh, just went final, uh, not too long ago. So, uh, we'll see if my predictions were right on that. Also some Red Sox thoughts as well. And so, so yeah, this was our live show from Friday. So, um, all the same rules apply, of course. If you have anything you want to talk about um, from the show, you can always tweet at me at Ryan Ferrand. Well, of course, I can't live tweet with you because the show was recorded. But so, yeah, that's what's going to come up this semester. Every Friday, I do my live show and I'm going to record it and then I'll post it uh, sometime maybe on Fridays or then, uh, at, you know, that weekend. I'll post the show and I'm going to post it up in breaks because it's an hour long show and I don't want to have just one hour long file. So I'll post it in breaks and it'll probably be like 15 to 20 minute segments and it'll be different parts of all the show. So that's how uh, sports talk will go because I've um, I I realized over the summer that I wasn't able to really get much done with the podcasting. So here's a chance for uh, us to uh, do some more podcasting, and it's really going to be uh, the live radio show Sports Talk Live. And of course, if you want a live tweet, you can uh, listen 11 a.m. on Fridays. But that's how it's going to go this semester. Here comes the live show from this past Friday, September 20th, 2013, heard on Newbury College Radio, and hopefully we'll be able to talk to you next week. Enjoy. What is going on, everybody? We are back in here for Sports Talk Live on this Friday at 11 a.m., ladies and gentlemen, the 19th of September, the year 2013. How is everybody doing? We are officially back for the first Sports Talk in the new year, and uh, glad to have everybody in here today on uh, this great Friday, this football Friday. We're getting into the weekend coming up in week three of the NFL season, and it's been a eventful one so far, and we're going to get into the breakdown of the NFL. Of course, the Patriots and Buccaneers coming up on Sunday, 1 o'clock on Fox. We'll also be getting into the Red Sox. They are playoff bound officially. We all knew it was going to happen, but they are officially playoff bound as they clinch a spot with a win over the Orioles last night and just a gem by John Lackey. We'll get to that in depth and we're also going to talk a little bit of Bruins Bruins preseason excuse me and a question that I've been hearing all around the city of Boston whether it's in the papers on the talk shows wherever it's just you know people just asking you uh, this very very simple question but yet when I hear the answers I'm dumbfounded. I'm completely dumbfounded. I want to hear your answers as well, and we'll uh, give you mine and uh, give you my take on that question that'll be coming up later. But first, I want to get into the uh, 
Just a little uh, quick notes here on the show. Basically, it's going to be the same time as last semester. I mean, you guys, if you've been following the show for a long period of time, uh, you guys know that we used to do 11 a.m. on Friday. We're probably still going to do that unless for some reason we really need to change the time. Um, But there are 40 listeners on the boards right now. Thank you so very much for sticking on and listening to Sports Talk Live. Hopefully we get some more people in on the show. So, yeah, that's the course for the new year here on NCR, Newberry College Radio, the official sound of Nighthawk Nation. Of course, if you want to get in touch with the show, talk about anything we talk about in the program today on Sports Talk, just hit me up on Twitter at RyanFaran12. That's pretty easy to remember. So let's get right into it here. Uh, Let's start Red Sox because they are the team that's going to the playoffs here around uh, Boston. And um, they do it last night. A great win against the Baltimore Orioles. Lackey, he gets the complete game, one run, two hitter. All nine innings. There's just a great pitching performance from John Lackey, and he has been, you know, tremendous this year. I mean, what a turnaround he's had. I know some people are a little hesitant to want to give him the credit and to want to embrace him with open arms. If you were listening last year, my goodness, I was ripping John Lackey a lot. I was ripping that whole Red Sox team a lot last season, uh, especially John Lackey for um, his antics in 2011. And then, of course, really couldn't do anything last year because he was out because he was hurt, had Tommy John surgery, but, you know, that thing with the Red Sox, you know, beer, chicken, all that crap from the uh, 11 season, that mindset carried over into 12 and into this year. It was a show-me year, and I know that a lot of people aren't as forgiving. I'm willing to let bygones be bygones at this point. I'm willing to say, okay, look at his body of work from April till now in September. He's been stellar. And his record doesn't speak for it, unfortunately, and all that, you know, all the numbers don't really speak because of it because, of course, he hasn't gone the run support. He's been that one Red Sox pitcher. There's always that one pitcher in your starting rotation that just does not seem to get the run support, and that's been John Lackey this year with the Boston Red Sox. Unfortunately, hasn't been getting the runs and the uh, support from his offense, but you can't discount what he's done for this team. And the, the thing that you know made me aggravated the most was, Coming into 11, he was just out of shape, didn't put in any work ethic you could tell over the uh, offseason, especially during the regular season, and it led to his demise. But this year, he came up with a new attitude, and you know he still has that thing there because last night they were talking, and they didn't really celebrate. The Dodgers did, of course. They celebrated in the pool at... Uh, uh, Chase Field in Arizona. Red Sox didn't do that. They didn't clinch the division. They just clinched the playoff berth, so they could lose the rest of the way and lose the division, but I doubt that will happen. Um, but he said afterwards, you know, once we win the division, then we'll have a party. So it was like, ugh, you still have that chicken and beer thing with you. But, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to forgive that. I'm ready to overlook that aspect of his game and his mindset if it means that we're going to get stellar outings like we've had and especially last night. So uh, they finished off the O's 3-1, their magic number to clinch the playoff spot goes away because they got it last night. I'm not exactly sure. I was trying to look up their magic number uh, to finish off the Rays in the division. Unfortunately, though, they are tied with the Rays for the division lead. They've pretty much they've shored things up, obviously, for the playoffs. Hopefully for the division, they're 93-61 and 61 right now. I think everyone's had some very, very high hopes and over the past couple weeks that this team could go to 100 wins. And it looks like it could be that way. If they can finish off strong, then, you know, we'll see. Obviously, you want to play your best baseball at the beginning and then at the end, and then the middle, you know, you see what happens. But I think that's exactly what they're doing. Strong in the beginning when, I mean, everyone at the beginning, they've played strong. 
but no one wanted to give them the credit. Everyone was like, well, how are they going to continue this throughout the rest of the season? Now it's at the end, and they're playing good baseball again. So I have faith that, I mean, who cares if they get to 100 wins or not? Because you can win, you have 100 games in the regular season, and then you lose in the DS, what does it really matter? But I still believe that, you know, they should be able to finish strong here and get the division. So I think that, you know, the Rays don't have the sustainability to get the division. So think they'll get the division, like I said, 93 wins at this point. What a turnaround. I mean, this has been the best story in baseball all year long. I, I, I Hard-pressed to find something else that, you know, has this, you know, the power that this story has had and where this team came from. And, of course, we all remember 2011, you know, best team ever, according to the uh, Boston Herald. Supposed to win 100 games, supposed to go over 100 games. So, you know, Adrian Gonzalez is going to hit 80 home runs. And Kyle Crawford's going to steal 300 bases. You know, you're t- awful going in there. But it was just these high-priced players with these diva attitudes that really screwed up this Red Sox team. And, of course, 2012, we all remember the terrible hiring of Bobby Valentine. And that whole mess that was the 2012 Boston Red Sox season, only winning... A little over 60 games. And what a turnaround. I mean, they go out and they sign character guys. They sign a guy like um, uh, Shane Victorino, Johnny Gomes. Johnny Gomes has been my favorite player from this Red Sox team this year. I know that he doesn't always put up the stellar numbers, and he never has in his career. But I hated Johnny Gomes when he used to play for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays back in the day. When he used to play for the Rays, man, I hated him. Because he's just a gritty player, and he'll get in your face, and he doesn't care. And I love that about him. He will go, and he will fight for you. You love you love him when he's on your team. You hate him when he's on the other team. And I love that. I think he fit in perfectly. And I think when people saw that, they said, you know, offseason-wise, and they saw that they signed Johnny Gomes, I think a lot of people, the collective mind in Red Sox Nation was, what are you doing here? Where is the high-priced free agents? Where is the Jason Wirths and the Carl Crawfords of the world? But I liked that move because it's exactly what they needed. Like I said, are the numbers there in exorbitant amounts for Johnny Gomes? No. But he's a great character guy. Great guy to have in that clubhouse. Guy that can police that clubhouse and police himself, obviously, but just a great guy that's been fitting in here you know, tremendously. And they went out and they got guys like that. Of course, Victorino as well. You got you know, Napoli. Uh, it's just been a great turnaround. They didn't have to spend exorbitant amounts of money on this team this offseason, and I think that's exactly what people wanted from them. But people thought, and including me, that this was going to be another you know, rebuilding year. Okay, we're in the rebuilding process, and that's just the way it's going to go. We'll sign a couple of free agents here, you know, Victorino, Gomes, Napoli, whatever. But, excuse me, but... They didn't think it was going to pan out like this. Now you're in a position to win the World Series, and I think that they have just as much of a chance as any other team here in the running to uh, go to the World Series this year and win it. Uh, I think that they maybe even have a stronger chance than a lot of teams in the AL. I think that they're right there with Oakland and Detroit, right there with them. So it should be interesting. But um, I think a lot of reasons for this tournament, I love their rotation, and uh, Lester, Buckholtz, of course, the addition of PV, which we'll get to in a moment, Lackey and Dubron. I think that this is the thing that I know I've been saying about this Red Sox team for the past couple of years, even going back to like 2009, 2010. I know a lot of people have been saying this every year, every April, when we go into the Red Sox season. I'm always saying if Lester can stay healthy, number one, and number two, if he pitches to his ability, his ability is an ace. John Lester is one of the best young pitchers in baseball when he's on the top of his game. 
And when he's on the top of his game, he can control basically any lineup in the game. And it doesn't matter who you throw at him. He's, he, you know, he can work any lineup. And I think is you know, same thing about Buckholz. Buckholz can be that guy as well. But, and, you know, Lackey is a great pitcher too, and we talked about Lackey. However, you know, that's been the problem with the past couple of years. They either get hurt or they don't pitch to their ability. They might be healthy, but they don't pitch nearly to where they should be pitching. We remember 2011 with John Lester. He should be one of the best young pitchers in the American League. And he gave crap in 2011. And so that's been the problem with the Red Sox rotation. It hasn't been the the talent. You have the talent. Lester is very, very talented. So is Buckholz. You have the talent. You have a great one-two there. If you could keep them healthy, obviously. But that's going to happen throughout Major League Baseball and throughout sports, keeping guys healthy. The other one, the other factor that seems to be plaguing this Red Sox team, but seems to be gone this year, but was plaguing the Red Sox team for the past couple seasons, can these guys pitch to their ability, and can they keep their heads on straight? And that's what they've done this year. I know that Lester has been spotty at some some points. I know about you know the beginning of the season wasn't very, very good, but he has pulled it together here over the last couple months of the regular season. I think you know we saw that great game Sunday Night Baseball when he shut down the Yankees. Um, and it's like that's when he was back, and that was sort of when it was building up. Like Lester's back now, and I think a lot of people wanted to ignore that fact, but he's back now, and he's your he's your guy. And if I was going to start uh, rotations for the playoffs, the opening round, Lester's my number one. Of course, Buck Colts, we all know about him. He labored through, and uh, he started out phenomenally. Um, but he sort of labored through there, had that injury, and everyone's been questioning his toughness. He's been off for a couple months, and, you know, the Red Sox team doctors cleared him and said that he could go back and pitch, but he's been holding himself up because he wasn't 100%, as I do air quotes over the 100%, and everyone's been questioning his toughness. Does this guy really want to play? And all that stuff. But when he came back and had his first start, I think we all realized why he did that. He knows his body, and he knows what he can do, and he doesn't want to push the limits. And so... I think that if he had come back and was pitching awful, I think we would have really questioned what you know what, what's going on here. But he's been coming back and he's been dominant. I know that hasn't been a huge sample size, but it's been pretty good so far. And so obviously Buck Holtz, you know, huge. And then Lackey, we talked about him, and of course um, Felix Dubron again. He's been hurt there, but I still think he's a solid five. I mean, I'd rather have him out there than a guy like Ryan Dempster, and you may not have to refer to Dubron that much in the postseason. Uh, but as far as Jake Peavy goes, I love having Peavy in your rotation, um, You know, even at the price of Jose Iglesias. I do like that because not only is he a solid guy that can go out there, get guys, uh, get guys out, have great outings. Remember that outing that he had in uh, Los Angeles a few weeks ago? Uh, stellar. And he, you know, he's been doing that ever since he got here in Boston. But he sets the tone with the pitching staff. He's one of the veteran guys on there. He's older than Lester Buckholz. Been around those, been around uh, longer than those guys. And he's gonna set the tone. He's gonna be another great voice in that clubhouse. He's another character guy. You have another character guy that's gonna go out there and do the things that need to be done to prepare for their starts. Not sitting around and drinking uh, beer and eating fried chicken. You know, another guy that's gonna go out there and just give you his all. And I like that about uh, Jake Peavy. Like we said, Jose Iglesias is going to be a great infielder in this uh, in the major, in Major League Baseball throughout you know the next ten years. But 
you know, even though we had to give him up, you know, obviously at Bogarts and even though the Red Sox, excuse me, not we, the Red Sox had to give him up. I still think that Bogarts, you know, he's kind of still there. So I don't mind giving him up if it meant, you know, loading up as far as the pitching staff goes for this postseason run. Unfortunately, my concern, however, would be with the bullpen. Um, you know, Workman has been spotty. You know, of course, we you know had him in the starting rotation uh, about in August. Move him to the bullpen, especially as an eighth inning guy. He's been spotty, not going to lie. He's been definitely been spotty. But, um, obviously, hopefully you move Dempster into there and you have some stability. I love Uehara, and I don't know who doesn't like Uehara. I mean, you know, Koji Uehara has been just, he's another great story in baseball. Obviously, his uh, run list um, streak came to an end against Baltimore a couple nights ago, but he's been stellar for the Red Sox so far this season. He's been stellar. And I think that there were a lot of people saying, well, you can't give Koji Ohara the closing job because <laughs> you're gonna, you know, he's going to run out of gas. You just can't do it. you got to save him. you got to get somebody else. Where, you know, where's Hanrahan? I don't even know what happened to Hanrahan, to be quite honest with you. Did we just, like, give him up? Did we just, like, yeah, go home? <laughs> but um, I think that it's just been stellar. And, of course, like, we, it all, we all molded around the fact that, yeah, is going to be your guy. You know, he can do it, and he's just crazy. He goes out one, two, three, done. And that's, you know, that's one of the best things going into the playoffs. If you're confident in your guy that's closing, you got starters, you got a closer. Of course, the bullpen, like we said, spotty, but I think playoff time, it, you know, it will come around. But, you know, you got that closer in there. They can go in in a tight situation, especially, you know, tough uh, playoff situations on the road and all that stuff. I think it's going to be great. So I am excited for October baseball. Red Sox finally back in the playoffs. It's a great feeling. Uh, I can't remember even the last time they were in the playoffs. The last time they were in the playoffs was 2008? No, 9, 9, 9, 9. Uh, they haven't won. I, I basically have been saying for the last couple of seasons that they, well, this season, excuse me, I have been saying that they really haven't made it to the playoffs in like four years because I know that they made it in 2009, but they got swept by the Angels in that awful series. And so they really haven't made it to the playoffs because we haven't had October baseball, good October baseball. And so I can't wait um, for this game. And like I said, you know, I've said in previous shows, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, you know, but when it comes to playoff time, I'll be watching. And I hope everyone else will be because I am so, so excited. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen good October baseball in a long time. Uh, that edgier seat, good, you know, I'll stay up till 2.30 in the morning to watch this baseball game, grind those out, to, grind them out type of games. Um, so we'll be seeing those again in the next couple of weeks, and I'm really, really excited for it. Um, not as excited as I am for the NHL, but uh, definitely excited for some playoff baseball. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to Patriots-Bucks. We're going to break down that matchup and tell you what I think about that. We want your tweets, want your thoughts on this program today, of course. You can tweet at the show, at RyanFaran12. We'll be coming up with more stuff on Sports Talk. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a couple minutes, uh, but stay tuned. Uh, coming up next on uh, Newberry College Radio, the official sound of Nighthawk Nation. Online and on your smartphone. You're listening to Newberry College Radio. 